Hello, and welcome again to the Sower Podcast. My name is Paul Zapula, and I'd like to talk today about the riches, the wealth, the depth, the height, the length, the breadth of Jesus. My last podcast was sort of an introduction into more of the Son of God, the Son of Man, who walked the earth for some 33 years. And for three of those years, had the encounter with so many whom he touched and who touched him. The story of the woman with the issue of blood whom she exhausted all her resources and said to herself, if I only touch the hem of his robe, I will be made well. There was just so many that wanted to touch him. I guess there's something very personal about touching Jesus. You know, I believe today that many look at Jesus in a distant way, or they focus on an image of him or place where they go to meet and talk about him or hear about him. But those that touch him, as John touched him, he said, we have, we have beheld him, we have handled him with our hands. Back in the first century, like today, there was many rumors about Jesus just being spirit, not being in the flesh, because they had an issue with God becoming man, cannot house a sinful body. But God did choose a body. That body was Jesus. And the Bible is so well comprised of the life of Jesus in the Gospels, the foretelling of the life of Jesus in the Old Covenant, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit, and then the beginning of the record-keeping of the life of Jesus and then the movement of the Spirit upon the early church, the birth of the church, and then the nourishing and the feeding of the church by the apostles in which we now have preserved 
for centuries the written word of the apostles to pass on to us to nourish and feed and give us hope, help, and healing and understanding into this new life that has been imparted to those who now believe. And with that said, I'd like to go to the rich book of Ephesians. And I would like to begin to journey with you into this proclamation that the apostle makes of the riches and wealth and the mystery that's revealed in Christ, hidden from those who do not believe, but revealed to those who do. And that is us, we who believe. I was telling my, my dear sister yesterday about the atonement and about eating the atonement, receiving the atonement, believing in the atonement of Jesus. Therein is eternal life when we believe in the body of Jesus given over for us. That is the partaking and that is the eating and the nourishing of our bodies with the body of Jesus. And the drinking of the blood of Jesus is believing in the atonement that he shed his blood for our sin, for our righteousness, for our wholeness, to make us right with God, to free us from the penalty of sin the curse of the law and the power of the grave and the wrath of God to remove that from us so that now we can enter into the holy of holy place where God dwells with boldness, confidence, and humility through the work gained for us by Christ alone. And Ephesians really gives us some insight and understanding into the riches that Christ offers us. And that we obtain through him. And I'd like you to read, I'd like to read from Ephesians uh, chapter three. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. It, there's an insight right there. He's calling himself a prisoner of Christ Jesus. He was in a Roman prison under Roman authority, but he counted himself not as a prisoner of Rome, 
and not under the authority of the Caesar at that time, but he counted himself as a prisoner of Christ under the authority of Christ. And that is, is such an insight into our lives. You know, I, I gave the example the other day in a text. If you're in a hospital and you're sick, you're a patient of Christ Jesus who is now residing in the hospital. You and I are never victims of circumstance. We are never under the authority of where we find ourselves in life or what has befallen us in life. We are continuously under the authority of Christ who for a season may allow us to walk through the circumstances of difficulties and restrictions and denials and so forth. But we are always under his authority. We always belong to him in everything. We belong to him. Verse 2, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you. Grace was given to Paul, who suffered under Roman rule as a prisoner of Christ for the non-Jewish people, Gentiles, whom he was called for. It is now beginning to unfold the purposes of God through the difficulties of this man's life. Can imprisonment stop the gospel? No. Can sickness stop the gospel? No. Can trial, trouble, or tribulation stop the gospel? No. Can persecution stop the gospel? No. Hatred? No. Nothing can stop the power of the word of God that resides in the people of God who are the instruments of God in their current circumstances. And I speak to someone who's now really facing a difficult time you may be experiencing a loss right now, a transition right now. And I want to encourage you that you are not under the authority of that circumstance, that habit, that addiction, that place where you think you can't get out of. The grace of Christ is abounding in that place. And people talk about a breakthrough. You're going to experience a grace through because grace is often 
born out of adversity and difficulty. And we as believers are continuously trying to duck, weave, and dodge adversity in our lives. But the apostle here is saying, this has happened to me to further the gospel. These difficulties are unfolding the grace and stewardship that I've been given for you. Verse 3, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. The mystery is Christ hidden from those who were under the old covenant, prophesied, yes, but the revelation was when John the Baptist came revealing to the people that the Messiah was coming. Things that were hidden in God. Let's read on. Verse 4. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. That's what we want to obtain more of as we pass through difficult times. More of Christ. More of the revelation of Jesus in us through this difficult time who is able to grace through us. Verse 5, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. So the revelation of Christ, the fullness, the richness, the depth, height, breadth, and length of God is now revealed so that it would be the revelation of the church. Just as Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, in flesh and blood has not revealed this truth to you, but it has come from my father. And upon this truth, this revelation, I will build my church. And that is the message today as it was in the first century. It does not change. It is us developing and nourishing ourselves in the word of Christ and the revelation that the Holy Spirit is giving to those who are in his body of the Christ in them. To be specific, verse 6, chapter 3, Ephesians, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise of Christ through the gospel. Fellow, fellow, fellow. We are now partakers. As Romans says, we have been grafted in. We now have an inheritance. That who were strangers, foreigners, aliens are now friends, are now in the covenant, are now covered by God, are now part of God's family, are now part of his fold. They are now sheep. We are now covered by the covenant. 
So I'd like to, I'd like to just, you know, just kind of close with the revelation of Jesus comes oftentimes and the revelation of his grace comes often when we are in difficulty. It is born out of that. I always like to give the illustration of the oyster and the pearl and the irritant, that little sand that gets caught inside the oyster and it's so irritating to him. He, he begins to to have this fluid to push the oyster out. It develops a fluid inside of him as a defense of this irritant. And when that fluid hits the sand that he's pushing out of himself to defend himself against this irritant, it's causing the sand and the irritant to become a pearl. And I believe that this is happening in our lives now. That the tough times, the lonely times are producing in us a weight of glory that far outweighs it all. For we do not look at the things that are seen, but are unseen. We don't focus on the temporal, but the eternal. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue this work of grace in whoever's hearing this message, Lord. May they come to a quiet, confined place in the Word. And may you give them the revelation of Jesus in the midst of their difficulties. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Till next time. Blessings. Hello, and welcome to another Sower podcast. My name is Brother Paul Zapula, and I'd love to just talk for a brief time about delighting in the Lord. And I love the scripture in the Psalms where it says, delight thyself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And someone said, when you're delighting in the Lord, the desires of your heart are now his desires. So his desires are in your heart. And shouldn't that be the greatest desire that we have is to have the desire of the heart of the Lord. And, I, I, and I, I'm beginning to understand as I'm maturing in the Lord and nurturing myself in the Lord and meditating on the Lord through his word, through the gospels and through the epistles, I'm coming to a place of understanding where Ephesians 1 says, where Paul is praying for us 
that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened so that we would know the hope of his calling and the riches of his grace. You see, when your eyes are opened, you want more of him who opened your eyes. Because you and I are beginning to understand the spiritual truth of what we're reading is more interior than it is exterior. And and what happens, I believe, on the interior does affect the external. So while I'm here walking in this beautiful path in Jersey, I'm beginning... It's a a trail that goes into a forest and you walk along this little path and you begin to see all of creation. And this morning I was just astounded at about 3.30 when I popped up. I says, you know, I got to get outside. I got to see the stars that God has created and made and sustained And that was the external that I was seeing, but I was looking at it through the lens of the internal eye, the eye of my heart, the eye of my spirit. And I was beginning to look into the sphere of what I saw as the glory of God, because the scriptures say that the heavens declare the glory of God. And I don't know about you, but when I begin to see everything around me as the glory of God, then I am now transferred from one sphere of looking into another sphere of looking. And that's delighting in the Lord. And as much trouble and hardship and frustration as this life is dishing out in these days. Take time, my friend, my brother, my sister. Take time to get alone with him, to rest in him, and just to completely and totally yield yourself to him. Whether it be for just a couple of minutes during the morning hours or the evening hours or during the course of your journey in the day of life's responsibilities, just take a moment to ask the Lord to fulfill the prayer of Ephesians. Open the eyes of my heart. Enlighten them. Illuminate them. Now that's what the Spirit of God desires to do. Delight thyself in the Lord. Delight thyself in his desires and he will put his desire, his heart's desire within you. And when you begin to see his heart's desire, you are now infused with this power from on high that Jesus promised. Go, he said to his disciples, to Jerusalem, wait there until you are endued. 
with power and that you are imbued with illumination. And is that not what we should be striving for? Looking for that glorious hope and the appearing of the great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus, who has abolished death and brought immortality to light through the gospel, who shall ransom us from every lawless deed and bring us safely into his kingdom. We are his purchased possession. But we're not on hold, so to speak. We're illuminated to begin a walk that Jesus said, he who walks in the light will not stumble in the dark. Walk in the light of life that Jesus is within you when you're born again. And I had such a unique, God-given, miraculous opportunity to lead my brother, my blood brother, to the Lord. And, and, and just an amazing thing happened right in a parking lot. I mean, he was baptized right there. He said, where, where is water? It just reminded me of Philip and the Ethiopian. He said, where, where do we need to go get water to be baptized? And I had a bottle of water. Well, he had a bottle of water. He gave it to me. He says, we have water. And, and he, he just opened his heart and eyes to the kingdom of God that was a great net that cast and brought him in. And we, I just poured the water on his head and spoke a blessing over him. And the Holy Spirit did a work right there. And his eyes were opened. And we began to cry and we began to rejoice. And it was, it was just a moment in the spirit. We were absolutely translated transferred from one sphere into another. And I want to tell you, brothers, sisters, friends, those that are listening, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> when you have been transferred, illuminated, enlightened, and your eyes are opened, and you begin to see what Jesus spoke about, what the Bible, the treasure of God speaks of when it declares, delight thyself in the Lord. Delight. You know, it's, it's like, it's like a, 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 on a hot day, you know, and, and there's a pool or a lake or an ocean nearby and you just jump into it. You're delighting in that water. You know, you just 
immerse yourself in the water because it's so refreshing and it just cools down the temperature of your body and revitalizes you and you're you're immersed in it you're delighting in it we are called by the Lord's Spirit to delight ourselves in the Lord that's why the scripture says in Romans put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof put on the armor of God put on the helmet put on the breastplate put on the belt put on the shoes take up the shield take up the sword these are figures of speech that give us a portal into the sphere of the kingdom and that's what we live move and have our being in is the kingdom of God and that's what Jesus spoke of and that's what had come when he came to his people living in darkness they have now seen a great light and that light was to guide their feet into the way of peace as the treasure says he himself is our peace and delighting in the Lord is delighting in his peace delighting in his mercy delighting in his comfort delighting in his promise delighting in his covenant delighting in his righteousness his sanctification his redemption delighting in all that he has given us in his son Jesus delighting in the blood that makes me whole delighting in the body that was offered for me delighting in the reality of being free from the penalty of sin the wrath of God the power of the grave all these were holding me back stifling and paralyzing me and Jesus released all these things that held me so that I can delight in him that's the desire of the Lord that's his will let nothing else be more important in your life than that and when it is as Jesus said you seek first the kingdom delighting in the kingdom delighting in this sphere of influence and power and compassion and empathy and wisdom and grace and nourishment as Jesus said he who eats 
the flesh, that's the body, the sacrifice, the atonement of the Son of God and drinks his blood, has eternal life dwelling in him. That is the reality of the kingdom of God. Pilate could not figure that out. And Jesus said, you can't because my kingdom is not of this world. So you can't with your natural mind try and figure out and try to arrange in some sort of chronological, systematical, philosophical order. You must be born again to see Jesus said to Nicodemus, the kingdom of God, you must be born again. You must be baptized. As Jesus said, I have a baptism to undergo. And that was the cross. That was his baptism. And then to give us the baptism of the Holy Spirit after he was baptized into death for us, he would send the coming of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but he who's even sandal I'm not even worthy to untie will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And that's what we need, friends. We need a fresh, new awakening of the sphere of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's being immersed. And water is just a beautiful illustration of how we are baptized into the Holy Spirit. When you go under the water, that's a baptism. You're immersed. When you're born again, you're immersed. God does everything that you need within that sphere of a moment of reception of what he's doing into your heart. Today, you can do that right now. As me and my brother had it happen in a parking lot, you could do it anywhere you are. If you're listening to this and you're driving, keep your eyes on the road, you could, you could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. The revelation of Jesus, the born again experience that he desires to impart to you. So much so that he gave his life so that we would have life and light and love within us, his light, his love, his eternal life. I've come to give Zoe life, Greek word for abundant, overflowing, abounding, continuing, eternal life. He came to give the kingdom of God to you. Nicodemus, you're a religious man, and yet ye know not these things. You see, religion, friends, is going to keep you bound up in man's ways, in religious ways, 
to experience God. And it's superficial and cosmetic. And it can only keep you there. It will not bring you into the depths of the kingdom. But it's a good starting point for some. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is knocking. And he said, if you open the door, I will sup with you. That's all you have to do today. If you're, if you're caught up in drugs, if you're caught up in conduct that's unbecoming, if you're caught up and you hate what you're doing, but you keep doing it, come to him just as you are. Bring it all to him. Throw it at his feet. Yield to him now and ask him to refresh you, to renew you, to restore you, to revive you, to raise you up, to infuse you with power from on high. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. And I know you're, you're hearing some cars, forgive me, passing. I'm kind of walking on the road here. I just came out of the woods and now I'm on the road back home. Father God, touch these words of refreshment, renewal and revival and immersion of your spirit upon those that are hearing this. Because that one person right now really needs a touch of the kingdom of God. They need awakening. They need a trumpet blast because they've been sleeping. And when they awake, to delight themselves in the Lord, delighting in his desires. This is the dawning of a new experience for many. As myself, it is new, refreshing, restoring, reviving, enlightening. Let it be so with many others today, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Till next time, blessings.